So before we start, you might hate me, but I can't get this out of my head. And so then I feel like when something like that happens to me, I feel like I have to share it with someone. It's like the, hey, smell this and it smells awful (laughs) kind of thing. So ever since I watched Psychic Killer last night, all I can do is sing that the Talking Heads song but it's psychic killer instead of psycho oh. killer. So <laughs> yeah, no. I'm like psychic killer. Guess can say So you're stuck in my- You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Customers Also Watch, the podcast where my guests and I discuss and spoil a movie currently available for free on Amazon Prime, picked by me from the Customers Also Watch list of the previous episode's movie. After we discuss the movie, we rate it on a five-point scale, love it, recommend it, leave it, remake it, or kill it with fire. Then I'll pick the next movie to be covered at the end of the show from the Customers Also Watch list of today's film. I'm your host, Erica, and my guest for this week is Shad from the Jump Scare Podcast. Hello. Hello. Glad to be here. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me for, I think, what is going to be a better movie than the last time you were here. Oh, this is much better. I like this one a lot. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) So, Shad, for anyone who isn't familiar with Jump Scare Podcast, can you tell everyone a little bit about it? Yeah, the podcast is my girlfriend and I. uh, We review new and old horror movies, and occasionally when we can make it out to events we uh, get to talk to some of the filmmakers as well and uh, we have a lot of fun doing it awesome uh last episode my guest and i reviewed conga and from the customers also watch list of that film i picked today's movie which is 1975's psychic killer meet arnold masters arnold is very imaginative he can think of millions of ways to murder and he just might try them all the psychic killer I understand that these were accidental deaths because there's no other logical explanation, is there? No. Not yet. There is no possible defense against this maddening horror. All right, who is it? He fired that shotgun at somebody, but there's no trace of blood or no footprints other than his. And I know damn well she didn't do it because she's not big enough to break his neck the way we found it. It can attack any time. <laughs> Anywhere. All right, and as always, we do want to provide a drinking game for listeners. Shad, did you have any thoughts here? Yeah, uh, every time he it goes to sleep, you should take a drink. No, oh, that was mine too. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds. You're going to be drunk a lot. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll get into kind of the plot, but he's not really sleeping so much as he is uh, sort of dead or almost kind of in a coma. They, but... they always say he's medically dead. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what other kind of dead you would be. True. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, well, he's medically dead. Well, okay. I, I guess he could be mentally, like yeah. brain, brain dead. Yeah, but still, that would be a kind of medical death, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm dead inside, so I don't yeah. know how you classify that in the, uh, what's the 
DSM or whatever. Yeah, it is. that thing. And in, in the, I don't know how you classify that in like the DSM. So whatever. All right. So drinking game. Take a drink whenever our main character Arnold falls asleep. Quote unquote. <laughs> Uh, getting into some specifics of the film, it was directed by Ray Danton, who is more of an actor than a director. He's got tons of acting credits, mostly TV. He does have some directing credits, but those are also mostly TV. I I thought what he did here was fine. So I'm kind of surprised he didn't direct more movies, but oh well. Um, one thing that I did think was interesting is that this movie was co-written by Graydon Clark, who he came up in our June exploitation episode last year because he was sort of like a, he was his own category featured director. And so he's done uh, uninvited about the killer cat on the yacht uh, without yes. warning. You've seen uninvited. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. And uh, without warning. Yeah. I'd recommend uninvited, not without warning. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I remembered on it uh, without warning when I was a kid and thought it was really good. And then I got it. And, oh, okay. Like, yeah. yeah it's not time made difference on that one. Yeah, for sure. He's also in the movie. He's the motorcycle cop. That's right. Yeah. I saw, I saw him on the credits. I didn't know it was him. Cause I don't know him by, uh, I didn't know his face. And uh, when I saw that on uh, IMDb, I went back and watched it. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's what he looks like. So Yeah, I was kind of surprised that he actually was in it. Yeah. I mean, maybe he figured, well, I wrote it. Um, I didn't get to direct it. Because apparently he wanted to, but he was overruled by the investors. And they wanted Ray Danton to direct it instead. But um, I, I don't know if it would have been any better or worse with Graydon Clark. I'm not familiar enough with his work. He's very hit or miss for me. I like what he wrote here. I like Uninvited. I don't like Without Warning. And I think I did Dark Future for my June exploitation pick for him. And that movie was fucking awful. So it um, sounds familiar, but I can't place Dark Future. It's on Prime and it's like this sci fi uh, underground people shooting against the authority kind of thing it's not good mm. that's all i remember about it it's all i want my brain would retain about that so um and then starring julie adams who most people would probably know as the beautiful swimmer from creature from the black lagoon uh she plays yes. uh dr laura scott i'm just going to call her dr laura for the purposes of this <laughs> Uh, we've got Jim Hutton as Arnold Masters and Paul Burke as Detective Morgan. Uh, he's also done mostly TV, but he was also in Valley of the Dolls, Thomas Crown Affair. And then I'm happy to report uh, the entry for DoesTheDogDie.com is a no this time. We do have a cat and the cat does not die. And it's actually part of one of the best movie endings ever, in my opinion. Yes, I also love that he went to the butcher shop and bought the cat lamb chops. I know. He loves that kitty. <laughs> he did. <laughs> mm. I hope someone takes care of it after all. Oh, I just spoiled it. Well, we'll get to that anyway. <laughs> we are going to spoil this movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, you should watch it. I'll say that again when we get to when we get to talking about the end of the film as well. So one thing I wanted to, uh, well, I'll talk about the synopsis first. So just really quickly, the film is about a former mental patient. He was also locked up in jail. He was wrongfully convicted of murdering his mother's doctor, but he gets released and he uses astral projection to destroy the people that he believes have wronged him. Basically the people who are responsible for him going to jail and for his mother dying. 
Yeah, yeah he has a special necklace he fo- uses to focus. He does. Um, but so, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, but so the original title of this film, and it came up on Amazon Prime as, under this name as well, is The Kirlian Force. And now I'm not quite old enough. I'm old, but not that old to uh, to remember this. So looking it up, uh, Kirlian photography and astral project- projection were apparently really, really popular in the 70s, which makes sense because now that I think about it, there's a few other horror movies out there like Patrick, just off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of another one, but um, I know Patrick for sure. That kind of focused on stuff like that. Kirlian f- photography is um, like this technique where you if you have like this photographic plate connected to a high voltage source, there's like this image produced around it. So basically the images that you see in the photograph have this aura around them or what very topical for the time, uh, a Corona around them. And actually one of the other names for the technique of taking photos like this is called Corona discharge photography, which there's a Stephen King book that has a character that does that. I can't remember. It's one of his more recent ones. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, and he has the character that's doing like that aura photography in it. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense because King would have been, uh, well, he would have been pretty coked up during that time. So, But he was probably all into the astral projection when this yeah, was probably made. Yeah, it probably <laughs> made total sense to him as coked up as he was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, that's the alternate title for the Kirlian Force. And we do actually get a parapsychologist brought into the mix into this film at some point who explains part of that in there, which yeah, we'll get into that as well. So I love the 70s movies where they always have to go to their friend as the college professor to explain all of the events that are happening. Yeah, exactly. And they conveniently just know someone. <laughs> everybody conven everyone always conveniently knows someone that's an expert and they only and they happen to be a very short drive away too. They are not across the yeah. country. It's like, oh, if we drive now we can be there or leave now we can be there in an hour. It's like, oh, okay, that's that's very convenient. Good for you. Cause every, yeah, because every college has a parapsychology department. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I mean, I wish because if they did and it had, you know, Bill Murray there, I would have been there. I would have been I would have enrolled. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. So our movie starts out in the mental institution. Um, Arnold is in prison. Like I mentioned before, he's been wrongfully convicted of killing uh, his mother's doctor. And unfortunately, his mom actually died while he was locked up. But he doesn't find out for like, what did they say, six months? Yeah, six months before they told him. Like, I don't understand how or why something like that could happen. But I guess having that written into the movie, like just makes it makes him that much more sympathetic and you feel bad for him. But I don't know. That seems odd that it could go by that easily. Yeah. I think that was just to probably to show you just how bad of people these guys were. Yeah, I guess we're, we're not in the prison um, for very long though. Um, which is unfortunate because one of my favorite characters is in the prison and that's Emilio uh, who is uh, a another uh, another prisoner there, and he has this amulet that he uses. And one night, Arnold watches him as he's sort of chanting and doing something with it. And then the next day, Emilio comes to him and says that he 
cut the throat and slashed up the man who I think killed his daughter. He turned his daughter into a prostitute. That's right. Okay. It's like he made my daughter a prostitute, so I killed him. Yeah. But he's gotten his revenge, and since he doesn't have um, anything left that he, I guess, he needs to live for, he leaves his possessions to Arnold and then climbs a fence, and his dummy jumps off the building. (laughs) He's a great dummy. What I want to know is, what kind of a prison has their, like, uh, exercise yard on the roof? And an incredibly high roof at that. This wasn't like the second floor. This looked like it was seven or eight floors up. Right. <laughs> I guess they think that, like, well, they can't go anywhere unless they're going to jump down. And Emilio did, unfortunately. Yeah. I love that dummy, though. That was great. That was a really good dummy. <laughs> I, I actually rewound that a couple times. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So Arnold gets gifted some of Emilio's possessions, uh, including this amulet, which there is zero explanation for how it works. So I kind of like that. They're just like, this is how it works. You just give this amulet and then you can do astral projection. Right. I, yeah, I like that too. I, I guess I was just sort of like that. I, I guess I was just sort of confused. It's like, okay, does the amulet give you power or is it the parapsychologist's explanation of like, well, some people just have this ability to do this thing. And obviously like, because Amelia was able to do it and then he gives the amulet to Arnold, like that, the amulet is the thing that allows him to do that. But then the parapsychologist's explanation doesn't really fit in with it. Yeah, that may be one of those things they changed halfway through it and didn't realize, you know, they'd already filmed some of it. So they're like, well, we'll just hope nobody notices. Yeah, I mean, I don't normally, horror movies always do bad science. So I'm just going <laughs> to let leave it at that then. Once he comes into these, he gets released from prison. And I think I missed how long he was actually imprisoned for. And it's got to be at least a year, right? I think they said it was a year and a half he was in. Okay. Um, So he ends up getting out because somebody else confessed to the murder of his mother's doctor. And very quickly, Arnold puts together how this amulet and astral projection works. And he starts like, after he goes, you know, runs a few errands, he starts killing people. He wastes no time. (laughs) Zero time. So, all right, let me, let me go down the list. Um, who did he start? Who was the first one he killed? The psychiatrist? Yes, the psychiatrist who, uh, the guy playing the psychiatrist was also a creature from the Black Lagoon. Was he? Yes. He was one of the scientists on the boat in Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, shit. I totally missed that. That's neat. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny that they had two people from the Creature from the Black Lagoon in this movie. Yeah. I like it even better now. All right. Yeah. Okay, so psychiatrist is first. He gets his neck snapped. Um, now, when this is happening, remember that Arnold is not actually there committing the murder. So like our, we talked about with the drinking game, Arnold goes into like, he'll hold the amulet and then he'll go into this sort of deep sleep where he's medically dead. And while he's in that state, he is projecting himself to this person and then killing them there. Yeah. And the psychiatrist is a, is a bit of a pervert. Oh, he sucks. Yeah, he's got a patient there seducing her, and yeah, it's all kinds of wrong. Yeah, like, it's, uh, he's twice her age at least. Um, yeah. 
And then, yeah, he's encouraging her as her, he's her, he's her doctor, he's her therapist. And he was like, oh, so this is the first time you're cheating on your husband. It's like, that's probably why she went to him in the first place. And he's, anyway, fuck that guy. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a whole speech prepared about how she should be okay with it. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, he sucks and he's dead. He gets his neck snapped. Uh, Next one is, uh, who's the next victim? The nurse? Yeah, the nurse is next. Okay. Her death is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Her death is great. And she was, yeah, she's in there with like a patient that can't move. And she's doing a strip tease in front of him and dancing around naked in the room, like taunting him, saying things like, don't you wish you could touch me? Yeah. And then when she's like, I'm going to go take a shower. She's got like a full like choreographed dance going on in the hallway in her bra and underwear. Yeah. And then she decides to go take a shower, which not a good idea. Right. She doesn't know she's in a horror movie, though. So, yeah, yeah. she she, she should have. By the time she was already stripping naked, dancing <laughs> around like that. But yeah, she gets in the shower and that's when Arnold uses the uh, his astral projection to turn up the shower heat and scald her to death in the shower. So after the second victim, we're introduced well i mean after the first victim but really after the second one is where we get introduced more to the detective morgan who is trying to put the pieces together uh of these and only after the next murder is when he starts to connect the dots and realize that all of these people are related to arnold palmer in some way uh or sorry not arnold palmer jesus golfer <laughs> what's the name arnold masters masters yeah well, i mean masters you go there. is golf right <laughs> yeah masters palmer that, yeah, that's all golf <laughs> <laughs> why do i know that jesus okay um so the next murder is the arresting officer who arnold takes control of the guy's car while he's driving and he runs him uh, he basically like runs him off of a cliff so the detective finally is like okay this is my suspect because all three of these people so they start spying on him arnold actually threatens morgan and is all but admitting like yeah i'm doing it but you can't prove it i loved it when the the detective came in and he asked him would you like something to drink some milk some pomegranate juice yeah. Like, who just has randomly has pomegranate juice? Yeah. and who <laughs> Those are your choices. Yeah. I mean, I have some, but I use like a splash to mix my drinks. But yeah, yeah in the 70s, who was drinking pomegranate juice? Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Random. My letterbox review actually mentions that as well. Well, not my review, but the one I'm going to read later mentions that as well, which is why I picked <laughs> it. So so one thing that that kills me about this is that So Dr. Laura is the one who sort of figures out like, oh, he's, I can't explain it because science, but he's doing this thing. And the detective accepts it so quickly and is like, yeah, makes sense to me. And it's, and they're bringing in a pair, like a parapsychologist. And I I mean, maybe they weren't like jokes until the eighties, but I'm, I'm like, why are you taking the a parapsychologist seriously right now. Yeah, I guess it, he just went like, okay, well, I can't figure out any other way that he's doing this. So she's right. It must be some kind of psychic phenomenon. Because like you said, he basically just said, yeah, I'm doing it. Good luck proving it. 
Right. Because you're, you're watching me. You see I didn't leave the house and the guy died, so it couldn't have been me. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, like, that's, I mean, I guess I don't necessarily have a problem with it, but it did get me thinking. Okay, so the tagline for the movie is meet Arnold Masters. He can think of a thousand ways to kill you. So I want to get to the main issue. You know, if you can think of a thousand ways to kill someone, you can also think of a thousand ways to astral project and do something with this power that you have. So you have the ability to do this. And yet all you do is murder. Like you're not robbing armored cars collecting from Walmart. You're not like giving politicians wedgies. Like what the fuck are you doing? Like I would be in there. Okay. So I, if I could astral project, I would rig the lottery. So like I would go and buy my ticket, pick my numbers. And then I would go to, you know, where they do the numbers thing and like fuck with the machine thing so that I would win the lottery. Yeah. And you've only got to do that once. Wait till it gets to be about 200 million. Then exactly. Set. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to do it when it's like 30. Fuck. <laughs> Sneeze at 30 million. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. How could you live on 30 million? Yeah, dollars? please. Um, let me see what else I would raid the criterion closet. What would you do uh, if you could astral project? Yeah, I think I would hit up some uh, comic shops, too. Okay. They've got some, like, rare ones they have hanging on the wall. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to take a few of these. I've always wanted to just read a mint copy of Action Comics number one just for fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, but he's just murdering people, and I'm like, all right, whatever, Arnold. Yeah, he could at least use his astral projection to get some money to fix up that house he's living in. Seriously. The cobwebs are like three feet thick in the rooms. Yeah, and it's it's been a year and a half, and I know the place is going to be dirty, but what the fuck kind of spiders are living in that house that they can make cobwebs that big? Yeah, it's like Indiana Jones, like when he's going through the cave in the first movie. It's yeah. like those kind of spider webs <laughs> in there. Like, like, what the fuck, man? You got tarantulas building webs in there? <laughs> Okay, so Dr. Laura has told the detective and they've brought in Dr. Grubner, Gruber, something like that, the parapsychologists, and the three of them are like, okay, he's doing this thing, so now we're going to test out our theory. So they go and they find him in his quote-unquote sleep state, and I, I'm, I think I might have missed part of it. I mean, they had a scene at the butcher shop with, him, with the butcher and, and the woman, and Arnold was there earlier and had complained about the price of meat. And then they have this whole scene showing what a shitty person the butcher is. And then Arnold goes there later, Astro projects himself there later, and murders the butcher for overcharging for meat. Yeah, and for just being for being a dick. Yeah. And I, I don't remember him saying that like the butcher was part of the case. I think he was just an asshole, and he was like, well, okay, I just wanted to buy some lamb chops for my cat. Right. And this guy was a dick and overcharged me, so I'm going to astral project over there and shove him into the meat cutter and cut off his arms and legs and head and then just hang his torso from a meat hook. Yeah, he's got the best death in this whole thing. Yeah, uh-huh. he gets hacked to bits. <laughs> great like he gets like meat hook and like when the cops show up there and they turn the light and the switch on and then like the the meat hook is like coming towards them with his body hanging i'm like oh this is fucking great <laughs> yeah that was amazing the other one that i liked is uh, we forgot was the uh the guy who went to the construction site oh shit i forgot about him that's right and he's out there like dancing and singing with his like 70s tape recorder 
that's huge. He has to carry it on a strap around his shoulder because the recorder is so large. Yeah. He's got his microphone. He's dancing and singing. And the whole time you can see the crane lifting this giant stone block and just tracking him across it until it finally drops it on him. And I was waiting for it to like just squish him into like a bag of blood or something. But you just, the camera shakes, and then you see his feet sticking out from underneath the block. <laughs> it's like Wile E. Coyote style or something. He's just sticking out. It was great. <laughs> it was. I can't believe I forgot that murder. So what's our body count? We've got five people, uh, psychiatrist, a nurse, the arresting officer, the lawyer, and then the butcher. So he kills five people. And in just a day or two. <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally, it's, yeah, yeah, it's like two days. He kills five people. And so our detective is pretty, uh, obviously, he, he's pretty riled up about this because he doesn't have a way to solve it. And, you know, the explanation for the murders is astral projection, which there's no fucking way this is going to hold up in court. There's no way you can commit someone and for you to sound sane and be like, this person's astral projecting and killing people. We need to lock them up. Like they would lock you up for saying that. Yeah. And I love how the, the detective Morgan and the, uh, the psychiatrist there, Dr. Laura, they, they go have dinner. And after, as soon as they're done, she goes, so uh, are we just going to keep having small talk or do you want to just go have sex? Yeah. Good for you, Dr. Laura. <laughs> and he's like, all right then. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get the scene with Arnold later where he pops in and is like, hello. I yeah. was watching you make love to the detective. Yeah. I didn't like that. And you're like, oh, okay, creeper. Yeah. He reminds me, it was bugging me, and I still can't think of it. And I know I'm going to think of, like, who he reminds me of. Like, specifically, like, his demeanor and the way that he delivers lines just so pointed and matter-of-fact. He he has a very, like, serial killer vibe, but he reminds me of someone specifically, and I can't think of it, and it's going to bug me. And I'm going to wake up at like 2 a.m. and shout a name and that's going to be who it is. But apparently he is in love with his doctor, Dr. Laura, and doesn't like that she is now hooked up with a detective and is working with him, uh, working with a detective against Arnold. So he doesn't like that she slept with him. And I was honestly like, I, I'm usually on the killer side in, uh, in movies like this. I know you're not supposed to be, but I usually am. I, I was on Arnold's side. He, you know, he adopted a cat. He was feeding it lamb chops. He was killing some shitty people. It's fine, you know? But then his last time that he is going to astral project, he was going to go after Dr. Laura and take her sexually by force. And I'm like, okay, now I'm not on your side. See, he did think of something else to do besides murder with his psychic ability. He did. <laughs> he just thought of the very wrong thing to do with he it. He just went the very worst way with it. Ugh. But... As much as I don't agree with his last choice, uh, what to do with his astral projection, I don't really think how he died was very fair. So huge spoilers for the end here. And I also think the detective is like, is more immoral than Arnold is for what he did. Yeah, and the detectives, because there's more than one that's that watching right. this. Yeah. There's two other guys just standing there stone-faced while this happens. And they're like, all right, I guess this is how we're doing it. Yeah. So you want to go through the ending for listeners there, Shad? Yeah. Uh, they come over. They figure, you know, they've mentioned before that, like, well, he's medically dead while he does this. So the detective just brings paramedics over to his house while he's astral projecting. They check him and go, yeah, he's dead. And they go, okay, well, let's just cremate him. They immediately put him in the back of a station wagon. 
drive him to the crematorium, put him in a box, shove him in, and just start cremating him. The three detectives just stand there and watch like they're watching popcorn in the microwave. And he comes back to his body for a little bit. You can hear him screaming inside the coffin, and they're not moved by this at all. No one says, like, hey, should we do this? I mean... <laughs> We're, we're killing a guy. We're burning a guy alive here. You know, this is the kind of thing that happens in war crimes. <laughs> and everybody just stands there. He's like, yeah, all right, we're doing this. It's clearly not their first murder. <laughs> yeah. Like they have no problem with it whatsoever. The detective's like, here's our plan. That's what we're going to do. And the other two detectives are like, yep, let's burn this guy alive. Like just with no qualm about it. What's no qualms about it whatsoever. And okay. Detective is a fucking murdering shit. Because, yeah, I mean, I know Arnold murdered like five people, but they all sucked. And, and just it, I, that ending, I, I like a really bleak, dark ending. And for other people, that's probably like, oh, good. Yeah, he got what he deserved. He's a murderer. And for me, I was like, oh, man, that's fucking dark. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like that at all. It's like, oh, you know, yeah, he did that. He was killing people, but it was the people who deserved it. People had wronged him and were just bad people. Yeah. Although the only I did say though the only one that he did kill that I didn't agree with was he did kill the parapsychologist because he went into mother's room and mother likes to keep her room nice. That's right. I forgot about him too. But it's you like, know uh, what? He's a phony doctor anyway. He's just like he's spewing his bullshit out there. He didn't really deserve it, but he's not contributing anything. So yeah, and he should know better than to go into like a dead mother's bedroom when you've got like the crazy son that's already avenging deaths. Maybe just leave her shit alone. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that's the one room you don't want to go into. Yeah, we'll just pass that one by. <laughs> I also love that the uh, coroner's wagon was just a regular station wagon. It wasn't marked in any way. Shape, oh or yeah, form. absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, they're just like, just put it in the back and I'll just jump in there and the crematorium or bust. Here we yeah, go. They just they just wasted no time. Like I didn't know you could get someone cremated that fast. Yeah. I yeah, that whole like the end scene, it's like, okay, look like he's already got the death certificate filled out. He's like, boom, sign it. All right, take him to the crematorium, boom, throw him in the oven, burn, dead. Like it, it happens so quickly. And well, it's time for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Now, before they took Arnold's body away to the crematorium, though, he did lose his amulet and it drops out the the window into the bushes. And here's my absolute favorite fucking part of the movie. Yes. Is the cat is comes up at the, the, the last shot of the film is the cat finding the amulet in the bushes and rubbing up against it and then freeze frame. And the only thing that I want in the world right now is Psychic Killer 2 Kitty's Revenge. Yeah, where the cat's just getting revenge on everyone that killed his owner. Because he's like, man, I never had anyone that fed me lamb chops before this guy. Seriously. <laughs> that cat Now now that cat's got to go back to like eating rats and shit like that and going through the garbage. He had it made. He had lamb chops. And yeah, I want that. I want that sequel. But that's not going to happen. Or were they trying to imply that Arnold like projected himself into the cat? Ooh. I... Hmm. I wonder if that I'll was take what they I were. mean I'll take either of those sequels as long as the cat's like the main the main character in oh, it. That would be amazing for the cat just to be murdering everyone and just sitting <laughs> there like no one suspects the cat. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Uh but you know this movie's 1975 we never got a sequel and probably never will so and that cat's long dead. Hmm. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, okay. All right. Uh so let's look at some letterbox stuff for Psychic Killer. 
as of this recording, it has 456 views and an overall rating of a 3.1 out of 5. Uh, I have a three and a half star review from Movie Man Kev. It's all very 70s, but I had fun with the kitschy little horror film nonetheless. Best enjoyed with milk, pomegranate juice, or uh, milk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, And Chad, do you have a review from Letterboxd you wanted to share? Yeah, I've got a Letterboxd one here. It's from uh, Maxane, I think is what it says. My screen is being difficult with me today. It's a three-star one. It says, a nice slice of 70s oddness. This one isn't extraordinary, of course, but a pleasant horror watch for Saturday afternoon. Bonus for the hilarity of dropping a slab of concrete on a man singing opera. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I forgot that death. I suck, but you know. There were so many good ones in there. That one kind of got overshadowed. Like, I thought that was going to be the big death of the movie, but no, it got better. Yeah, it was uh, It was fun. Though. I, I mean, they all just happened so quickly, like one after the other, too. So, Yeah, that was the weird part about it, too, is that when the movie was over, it was just like, bam, it's over. Yeah. You were going along full speed with murders, and then it, it's over. Yeah, uh-huh. very okay. quickly. All right, so let's get to official recommendations. So, Shad, would you, or, I'm sorry, uh, Shad, do you love it? Uh, want to recommend it, leave it, remake it, or kill it with fire? Uh, I'm going to say I'd recommend it. It was a fun watch. Do you have like a favorite part of it or anything like that in particular, or, or a favorite kill, maybe? Uh, I think the butcher was my favorite kill. Yeah, same. He he went out hard. I mean, that was straight out of like a Hooper move film, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think um, at first when I was like, when it was starting out, I was kind of like, yeah, okay, I'm along for the ride. But like once it got into the kills and then the very end, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I'd, I'd recommend this one. If, if this is your flavor of movie, like if you like, you know, sort of dark seventies, you know, serial killer, a little bit gritty. Um, nobody in this movie is pretty. So, I mean, Julie Adams is still, still pretty but i mean i mean like the guys are all just sort of like gross looking and whatever but yeah you you wouldn't pay any attention to these guys if you saw them walking around on the street you'd just be like all right these are just regular people yeah um so yeah i'd recommend it and as of this recording it's still available for free to watch on prime um both of us are on a recommend it glad i got you a better movie this time shad oh thank you this one was great (laughs) i feel like this is one that's uh that's really ripe for like scream factory or something to put out like a special edition of i think uh vinegar syndrome got it and put it it out yeah um they probably do a good job on that too yeah because i was looking up the trailer for it and it said vinegar syndrome i'm i'm 95 percent sure yeah so I think if I'm not mistaken, it might already be out too. Um, so I take a look, but yeah, they'll, they'll do a great job on that. Cause this is, this is kind of their jam. Yeah, for sure. All right. So that's it for psychic killer, which means it's time to pick the next movie. You're listening to the prescribed films podcast network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 
I, I was doing the sound effect in my head too when you did that. I was like, oh, there's the sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, rules for picking. Uh, the movie has to be on the customer's also watch list for Psychic Killer. It has to be available to watch for free. It has to be a movie I have never seen before. Uh, and I can only pick the movie based on information on Amazon Prime. So thumbnail image, short description, who's in it, who directed it, the year, uh, which is only sometimes right. Um, the IMDb score sometimes I'll look at, but that's pretty much it. No looking at outside information. So customers also watch list for Psychic Killer. <laughs> Okay, first one is that Richard Burton? Yeah, it is. Uh, the Medusa Touch, nineteen seventy-eight, psychological thriller about a novelist, a telekinetic, uh, who causes disasters simply by thinking about them. That sounds too close to what I just watched, so I will skip. Trollenberg yeah. Terror, nineteen fifty-eight, that came up last time. A series of deaths on a Swiss mountainside appear to be connected to a mysterious cloud. <laughs> End of description. Um, the cloud is killing people. The cloud is doing it. Uh, necromancy. Uh, 72. Orson Welles plays the head of a witch's oh. coven in the town of Lilith, where he needs the powers of Pamela Franklin to raise his son from the dead. I'll think about uh, that one. <laughs> they're really they're really on the nose with that town of Lilith, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> That's not subtle at all. <laughs> nope, not at all. All right. Uh, next is Encounter with the Unknown, 1972. Three airy tales based on actual events are enacted in this film, narrated by the Twilight Zone's Rod Serling. Um, hmm. uh, maybe? It's got three stars. And, uh, it was big in the seventies, all those like uh the true psychic events and all that. Like the Rabita Triangle was huge in the seventies too. Yeah. I wanna I wanna try to like I don't wanna get like another psychic movie, so or yeah, maybe you should, you'll be down that rabbit hole for a while then. Right, I know. All right, I gotta be careful then. Um Madhouse seventy four, starring Vincent Price. I've seen it. Grave of the Vampire, nineteen seventy one. Vampires holding the baby, so fingers crossed. Dead child. Ooh. Maybe. Vampire snack. Maybe. Uh, vampire attacks a couple in a graveyard, brutally raping... Ooh. Brutally raping the woman. The child born feeds only on the blood of his mother until she dies from anemia. As the child grows into adulthood, he curses his heritage. Well, the fucking kid doesn't die, so no. Fuck you, movie. Pass. <laughs> uh, the Whispers, 1966. Oh, I actually just got this as a birthday gift um i got the blu-ray dame edith evans is a lonely old woman alone in her slum apartment whose voices tell her that she is plotted against the voices are right and no one will believe her so that is top of the list right now because that means i can actually get some added stuff by watching the blu-ray special features if i pick that one so that's going to be top of the list right now sounds like a good one yeah it's got four stars on here too. So IMDb 7.1. So I think that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Especially for fucking Amazon shit coming off of psychic killer. <laughs> yeah. Usually Amazon, if you look at some of the reviews, it'll be like Raiders of the Lost Ark, four star or 4.1. Yeah. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, what are you people's standards? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, what else we got on here? We'll I'll just run the, through the last ones real quick because I think I probably definitely want to do the whispers. I uh, got George Romero's Dead Time Stories, um, Threshold, which this came up on a list a couple episodes ago. It's got Donald Sutherland and Jeff Goldblum performing the first artificial heart transplant. Oh, yeah. I remember you mentioning that one. Yeah. That's not like a melodrama and I'm good. Um, Hennessy? 1975, after his wife and child are killed during violence in Belfast, an Irishman plots to assassinate the Queen of England in revenge by by bombing the British Parliament when the royal family is in attendance. Uh, I've never heard of that. That seems like something that's going to take me in a totally different direction, which kind of intrigues me, but I really want to watch The Whispers, so still top pick. Uh, last few, I've got the Monster Club, which looks like a. That's like a Vincent Price one, I believe, isn't it? Is it? Oh yeah, it's Vincent Price. I haven't seen this though. It's one of those public domain ones. It's on like every horror DVD collection that's out there. Oh, okay, yeah. It's probably I probably own it then. It's probably on one of my like fifty movie DVD set things. Yeah, I think I've got one of it too somewhere around here. Okay, hard pass on that one then. Uh, Attack of the Puppet People. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Vampire Circus, I've seen it. Uh, Scream and Scream Again, I've seen it, and it's not free. Uh, oh, children shouldn't play with dead things. <laughs> oh, Lord. Get out of the grave, Alan. It's been a long time since I've seen that, but it... <laughs> I love that movie. It's so goofy and dumb. <laughs> what? That guy had such a crazy career. Yeah, it's... Uh, that's Yeah, that's a whole other episode into itself, but yeah, that's... Uh, that's a good one. Oh, Shockwaves is on this one, too. I don't know how that... Why is this... I, I don't understand why, like, zombie Nazi movie is showing up on this list. But anyway, I've seen it and I own it, so it's out. But um, Garden of the Dead, Hard Pass, Tombs of the Blind Dead, and Bug. All right, so yeah, I'm definitely going to go with The Whisperers, 1966, for the next episode. Sounds like a good one. I'm excited. Uh, if you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at CAW Podcast, uh, Facebook or Instagram under Customers Also Watched, Letterboxd under the username Also Watched, or you can email at Customers Also Watched at gmail.com. Shad, thank you so much for joining me once again. Oh, always a pleasure. I love this movie. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I had a lot of fun watching it and talking about it with you. Um, can you tell everyone where to find and follow Jump Scare? Yeah, you can find us on uh, Podbean, iTunes, uh, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. And we're just about everywhere. <laughs> All right, great. So everyone be sure to give Jump Scare a follow and check out some of their episodes. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. I'm a
the 